0: Welcome to Bedtime with Bush and Ritchie, our second show of the day, but one
1: that's a little different to what you might hear as you head home. Absolute Radio support for Mental Health Awareness Week continues. This year the focus has been on anxiety. And much as there is plenty in the world right now that could be playing on our minds, for some it's not always as obvious as that. We'll be speaking to some experts on the show tonight who will share some of their experiences, but we also want to
0: hear from you. Uh, maybe you feel you can tell us how you've been able to move on from
1: times where you felt overcome or maybe you're in the middle of a period of anxiety right now and want to talk that's why we're here radio and this show is always your companion we'd love to hear what you want to share with us as that conversation might not help you but also others listening tonight and remember, there's always help on our website, absoluteradio.co.uk,
0: slash time to listen. Uh, the theme this year is anxiety, and we want to hear from you. That's why we're here. We're here for you this evening. Uh, Bob's got in touch. Lovely email. Cheers, Bob. says, uh, I'm someone that has dealt with my own mental health issues over the years. Depression, anxiety, stress, you name it, I've kind of gone through it. Uh, I've volunteered with suicide prevention charity Andy's Man Club for four years now. Uh, today, I was at uh, Hartlepool Nuclear Power Station, wow. representing AMC, supporting their Mental Health Week activities. Uh, I love what you and Bush do to support Mental Health Awareness Week. love what you guys do to try to destroy the stigma around mental health. Anxiety is a big part of what we deal with here at AMC. Lads going through a tough time for whatever reason, we just give them a safe space to talk. The impact talking can have has inspired me to start to retrain as a counsellor. Oh, wow. Bob, top stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's
1: amazing. And like you say, having these conversations and, and hearing other people talk about it can bring other people out of their shells. Louise has tweeted now. I'd say, amazing work. Both of you have been struggling with my mental health again of late. Uh, having two small daughters along with severe anxiety is so difficult. But with support, I'm getting through it. Reaching out, the support is there. Someone will catch you. And I think that's the main message this evening is that there's hope you're not the only one lots of people are going through these things you're not alone uh, Neil has just texted now saying, uh, amazing work, fella's been struggling recently, juggling with supporting my son through his exam, stress, daughter struggling with isolation at school, busy job playing mum and dad, never feel I'm doing enough to support them and I'm missing Kirsty as always. Well, the, the message this evening is that there's hope and there's people out there that want to help you and want to speak to you. 8.12.15 to text us. You can tweet us
0: at Absolute Radio. Paula's got in touch. Uh, let's have a chat with uh, Paula now. Paula, share with us your, uh, your area of expertise then.
2: Okay. Okay, well, um, I've written two books on uh, ESP, which is the Emotional Freedom Technique, which is um, called tapping generally. And you literally just tap on points around the body to tap out anxiety.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, so I've been doing it for some years now. Um, I started off, a couple of my daughters um, suffered with problems at school. Um, and just to help them, really, I found the technique and... Um, decided to write books on it and uh, yeah they're out published and gone off all around the world so yeah it's really
0: good paula this isn't meant to be a daft question i hope it doesn't sound as one would this be what i saw boy george talk about
2: uh, on telly in the jungle yeah yeah, that is right yeah because that that seemed to
0: really help him and i first i'd sort of ever heard about it and, and come across it but um really really looked into it. it's fascinating
2: yeah, and um, also the, the Lionesses, the England team, they used tapping to help them win the World Cup. So, I mean, it's now happening in much bigger circles from how it was when I first started out.
1: Amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the message tonight is that there's hope and the support out there. I think that... Would you, wouldn't you say people listening to this right now who feel like they're alone? that There are, there are people out there that want to help and there's ways for people to help you.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think, I, think, I mean, there's tapping... People all over the country now that do EFT and tapping, there's videos on YouTube. Um, I mean, it's, it's really becoming mainstream now, which is lovely, because when I first started out and wrote my first book, there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't a lot around. Everyone thought, all this really strange technique where you're tapping on your head and your face. How crazy. But actually, it's, it really works. It really helps. And it helps so many things.
0: Paula, you, um, while, while you're on, you should you should tell us tell us the name of your book, Don't Be Shy. It's there okay. to help.
2: Okay. Right. Well, um, there's one for teenagers, which at the moment is fantastic for teenagers doing exams, which is called Energy EFT for Teenagers. Um, it's out on Amazon and other book outlets. And the children, um, my other book's called Happy Tapping with Mia and Charlie. Oh, wow.
1: Um,
2: which is also out on... Um, Yeah, Amazon and other outlets. So start tapping and it'll be good fun.
1: Great to speak to you. Lovely to chat. Take care. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Uh, we're here to listen, but of course, we're not trained professionals. If you need to speak to a professional, please head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen uh, for directions to charities such as Calm and Mind and the Samaritans. It's all online, absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen.
1: Well, it's great to welcome to the show uh, Dr. David Crepe-Key. Welcome to the show, David. Please um, just cl- um, clarify and uh, give us some insight as to what you do professionally.
3: Uh, I'm Head of Research and Applied Learning at the Mental Health Foundation, so I uh, do a lot of work on understanding the the evidence behind mental health and particularly what we can do to uh, protect and look after our own and each other's mental health and keep ourselves as well as possible. It's a, it's a fascinating thing that you've just said there,
0: that you're having to understand the research behind the evidence of of mental health that that almost that there are people that need evidence of it that's 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 crazy
3: well I've been around this neck of the woods a long time and you know, when I started nobody would be talking about mental health at all yeah and even when you talked about mental health people thought you meant mental illness uh, and I guess uh, why I spend a lot of time talking about the, the the evidence and the research is a I'm that kind of anorak that's interested in what makes things work <laughs> and what makes us tick, aren't we all? Uh, yeah. Uh, and b um, just to help people understand that there's so much more that we can do to look at after our own and each other's mental health that keeps us out of that mental illness space.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, when did the shift take place then? Because you said then that obviously there's been there's been a change where people now are. Do you feel like people are finally addressing it properly and looking? into it properly and taking it more seriously?
3: I think that's absolutely true. I think, you know, 10 years ago, we would have not have been having this conversation on a, a popular radio station with popular presenters about this topic. It would have been taboo. Mm. It would have been, if you're lucky, a kind of, with a psychiatrist in in a late night slot, tucked away uh, where nobody could see it and I think that's how mental health and discussions about mental health felt for a long time.
1: Kind of the Fraser thing where people might phone into some kind of like a late <laughs> night. Exactly <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean but, but you know people, people are talking about it more more than ever now so that's uh are we are we making the right moves to not not sorting this out, but but treating it more effectively? It's
3: a really, really important first step. So every conversation we have about mental health is better than not having a conversation about mental health. And I think one of the things where... One of the changes is that younger people are much better at talking about it mm-hmm. than old blokes like me. Yep. So um, we still notice, even when we do our surveys for Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, we notice that men are much less likely to talk about mental health. Uh, older men much more likely to talk about, uh, much less likely to talk about mental health. Right. Um, So I think we're, we're growing up and understanding it more it's much more, you know, people who are well known. I, I remember when Stephen Fry, for example, first talked about his uh, bipolar disorder. That was vanishingly rare. Yeah. You know, that was the first time I can remember a celebrity of, of any status talking about serious mental health issues. Nowadays, it's much more common. You know, the Royal Family will talk about it. MPs will talk about it. Um, you know, everybody is much more happy and open, having a genuine, helpful discussion about mental health, and that changes the culture, and that changes the climate, and that's a really good thing. It doesn't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if anything, it, 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 makes us, it makes it feel like there's more of a problem, because you know, when we ask people, you know, how, how anxious do you feel? Far more like people are likely now to respond and say, yes, I'm feeling anxious. But I'm prepared to talk about it, and that is a. It doesn't solve the problem, but it's a really important and necessary first step. Um, it's really interesting.
0: Uh, obviously, the the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week uh, this year is is anxiety. Um, I've, I've I've said publicly that I'm I'm someone that's on medication at the moment for for, for panic disorder and and suffer from uh, anxiety. But it's it's been a new learning to me over the last certainly over the last year but more pertinently over the last couple of months and it's something that i didn't necessarily estimate or identify with myself do you think that anxiety is something that um uh is affecting more people than they might choose to be aware of
3: i think it's really interesting um First thing to say is a little bit of anxiety is no bad thing. Mm. You know, you will not get very far in life if you're not a little bit anxious. Yeah. You know, coming to a busy road, you should be anxious. Um, going through a pandemic it was anxiety that got us to wash our hands, keep our social distance, put that mask on, be more nervous of, of crowded places. So it performs a really important function. For, for, for us as humans uh, but it can get horribly out of hand mm. and that's the bit that we need to worry about so uh, looking at our survey data um, about three-quarters of the population say they've been anxious at least a bit in the last two weeks and that's fine mm. but one in five twenty one percent said they have been anxious uh, most or all of the time. And that's a little bit more worrying. That's when it starts to become disabling. That's when it starts to interfere with your day-to-day life. And that's the bit that we should be worried about. So a little bit of anxiety, good, healthy, protective. A lot of anxiety, damaging. And and genuinely, we talked a little bit about the evidence. Um, you know, if you spend a long time being very anxious, it will have a A detrimental effect on your mind and body you know biochemically it will make you unwell physically Mm. and mentally so you know what you what you've done you know identify it talked about it and start to address it that is really important that's protective not just of your mental health but of your physical health uh, and that's, I guess, that's the point of Mental Health Awareness Week is to get Absolutely. people to mm. make those first steps.
1: So, I mean, one thing we've talked about on this show before is that it's it seems to be more terrifying being alive these days than it did. Uh, and I don't know if this is nostalgia, but say the '90s just seemed like the alternatives a, are worse. Well, but I know it's true. But like, there's a lot of stuff out there that's kind of scary at the moment, with like, um, you know, with the war and and uh, the pandemic and everything like that as well. And obviously, the rolling news just seems to whip people up into a frenzy. The news seems to serve a different role. It's not just on the hour anymore or yeah. at one o'clock and at ten o'clock you, you get it kind of thrust at you all the time through you know your mobile phone and, and updates and do, do you think social media and our ability to consume information is making us more nervous as a, as a species
3: i think we haven't learned how to manage it yet uh, and i think that's the key so i i i think social media is like gravity. It's not a good or bad thing. It's there, mm. and we've got to get used to it. Um, obviously, I wasn't brought up at a time with, uh, with with social media, so I have no idea how people manage this constant bombardment. I still get a bit nervous when I get home and there's six letters on the on the doormat, you know. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my threshold for anxiety, <laughs> you know. And I'm delighted when four of them are just junk that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think we what we what we need to develop is those skills that allow us to filter out this stuff allow us to feel comfortable in putting that device down turning those links off even if it's just for a couple of hours a day even if it's just about going out for a stroll getting a bit of fresh air i mean this is such a lovely location i don't know if you ever (laughs) spend the time just walking (laughs) walking. oh we do sometimes a little wander around yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah but you know actually getting away from those screens, taking a little bit of time to breathe and think, having a chat with folk. Uh, And I guess the pandemic definitely took its toll. All I would say on the plus side, if I dare say the plus side is that, um, last time there was a major pandemic like this, there was no mention of people's mental health at all. It was all about the virus. This time round, we've really understood that it has an impact on your mental and physical well-being, Yeah. Uh, and that we need to do some work around that. So I think it's been a big wake-up call in a lot of ways, and I think we just need to get better at, at listening to those anxieties and thinking, okay, so I'm anxious. What am I anxious about? Is there stuff I can be doing to, to help manage this anxiety? Is there someone I should be talking to who can help me with this? So, so some of it may be about the anxiety itself. But if you're worried about your relationship, talk about your relationship with someone, you know, ideally the person you're having the relationship with. But if not, do something constructive around that. If you're you're worried about money, and, and again, the surveys we've done suggested that, that money is one of the okay. biggest causes of worry at the moment. Mm. The, the three biggest causes of worry uh, are, are basically money, relationships and and, and supporting your mental and physical health you know and i don't think that's going to come as a surprise to you you at all is it Mm. um but you know act on that anxiety don't bury it don't do that kind of classic macho man thing of saying we don't talk about anxiety um you know talk about it talk about it to people you trust And, and certainly the feedback we've got from people uh who have talked about it um almost everybody who talks about their anxiety says that it find it helpful, mm. at least to some extent. Some people find it really helpful, some people find it a bit helpful, but almost no one who talks about it finds it anything other than helpful. So having those conversations is a first step. But also if you're worried about someone um, have a conversation with them. And one of the nice things about conversations about mental health is that every time you have a constructive conversation with someone about their mental health, you're doing something that improves your own. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it's not like you're helping their mental health at the expense of yours. It's that you're having a social connection that benefits yours and theirs mental health. And if you can do that and get into the habit of doing that, then it's just like this show. It's just like encouraging more and more conversations about it that lead to positive action and positive change.
0: I was going to ask you if there was one thing that you were to to, to say or to encourage people that were listening tonight and it's resonating... Uh, with them I was going to ask you what that one thing was but I think we kind of already know it and it's almost sort of like worth just underlining mm, and ringing yeah. isn't it? It, it even though it's the word that's been said so much and it is th- that that first pressure release of talking and it's yeah. it's sometimes the hardest thing that you worry about because if you if you think oh, if i talk someone's going to judge me but if you're talking to someone that's close to you they love you already they're yeah. not going to judge you they th- they know you they've chosen to be close to you they're going to be more than willing to listen and it's that that first step as a as a pressure release of the whole feeling isn't
3: it absolutely i mean i, I have three things that I, I would say to anyone who's worried about anxiety talking about it is the first thing absolutely right concentrate on your sleep because almost everything is difficult to do if you're not sleeping well and again back to this social your social media and your feeds put mm. them down an hour before bedtime mm. um, you know nothing nothing's going to happen if you don't look at that device an hour 45 minutes start with 45 minutes if an hour feels like too much like <laughs> stepping out of the world <laughs> That's 45 small steps. minutes small steps build up gradually yep. uh, and uh, you know if you're really you know if you're really up against it stop and breathe I think we we underrate just how important just stopping breathing and thinking is before we get into those kind of panic cycles. So uh, those are my my three. Mm. But yeah, mm. talk about it. Do do what you're doing,
0: David. We have a broad church of people listening to this uh, this evening. I think um, it, it's probably a fair bet that uh, it it may be more gents than uh, than than ladies. Um, you're working a lot with, like, rugby and, and, and football clubs at the moment with the Mental Health Foundation.
3: Absolutely. I mean, we... Everything we can do to encourage men to talk about their mental health is a real step forward, and... Because uh, we're worse at it, aren't we, really? We are. We are rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. I mean, it's fantastic... Uh, that we're starting to have these conversations, we got a lot of catching up to do, and um, we're we we've been doing some work with uh, the rugby uh, rugby football association with uh, a number of football clubs. Just going to those places. If if you sit in a GP surgery and wait for men to turn up and talk about their mental health, you'll be waiting forever. Yep. Go out to some football. Go out to some rugby. Uh, you know, Go out into a few workplaces. That's where. That's where. Conversations are starting to happen. Uh, if you want to talk about
1: anxiety, go to Goodison Park five o'clock any Saturday. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, <you> know, <laughs> I, I got friends who are following Chelsea, and honestly, um, I'm a Brentford fan. I never thought I'd see Brentford beat Chelsea in the Premier League. <laughs> Rub yeah. it in, uh, boy, d- don't you? <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, We also hear as well, uh, David, that the Mental Health Foundation are collaborating with a classical musician. Tell us a little bit about yeah, that.
3: Yeah, very excited about this. So we've commissioned P to um, produce a piece of work. He has talked. Uh, a lot about his mental health and um, some of his traumatic experiences growing up and he has found the way he manages his anxiety is through uh, playing piano and composing uh, some fantastic classical pieces oh, wow. uh, he's he's had uh, US classical music billboard number ones wow. uh, and he has uh, composed a piece for us called Meditation 111 and it's designed uh, to help anyone manage their anxiety So in theory anyone can play it i'm about to find out today whether i can play it or not wow um but it's designed to help anyone use the power of music to manage their anxiety
1: well listen thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it a big thank you to the mental health foundation and we can hear that track right now let's see if you listen at home it has a calming effect on you too this is meditation 111 (laughs)
0: Uh, thanks for getting in touch. 81215 for your text. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, Aidan's uh, got in touch with us and uh, is uh, hanging on to chat. He's been having a, a, a tough time recently uh, with uh, illness in the family, but wanted to chat this evening. Aidan, uh, how are you doing? You right? right?
4: Um, I've been better, obviously, uh, with my nana. But um, I'm getting quite a lot of support from my work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a charity called Ben. Which is for the—it's basically a charity that helps the people in the motor trade. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting quite a lot of help from them. You know, routine visits—they come into my work. And what, um, what kind? What
1: kind of line of work
4: do you do, Aiden? Uh, I'm a mechanic. So.
1: Wow, what um, an amazing thing that there's a charity like that. Yeah. Mm. Kind of a compassionate charity. You wouldn't. You wouldn't put those two things together, would you? The kind of burly world of being a mechanic and yeah, yeah. people rallying round. Which is that's such a, a a thing of joy, isn't it?
4: Yeah. So they, they come in quite regular, just, you know, check up on us, see how we're doing, um, and if we've got anything negative, you know, they're always open with us, and they make us feel like we want to talk a lot more to them, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Aidan, do you know what, like, this is this is what is the the beautiful thing about uh, you getting in touch with us tonight, and, and sharing your story, your... Mm-hmm. You're having a tough time with yeah. with your family situation at the moment, and yeah. you don't know how many other people are listening to this right now uh, exactly. in a similarly similar situation, but different to yours. And the thing that you've just said there is, you spoke about it, and you are getting support uh, yeah. through your work through your workplace through a charity mm. with your workplace, and it's mm-hmm. a really important message for other people to hear that just by just by speaking up. At a time when you think you're just in your your deepest of times, there there are people that are there to help. And you exactly, saying that Aiden yeah. will encourage other people, and it's really powerful.
2: Exactly.
4: Because I was <clears throat> between my family, I had nobody to talk to. Um, I was afraid to speak out to anybody. Mm. And the first time that they came in, I can trust them. I'm really going. I'm going to say something. And then ever since they've gotten in, in contact with me, I've felt a million times better now that I've, I've actually spoke out and gotten
1: the help that I need. I mean, this is this is the point of tonight. We're just trying to put it out there that you make that little move to start talking about it and unbottle it and, and suddenly exactly. things become a lot easier and, and you can kind of see a way out of this. And I imagine at the moment, Aidan, you can, you can see a path out of this darker time. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Exactly. Well, uh, you, what would your advice be to anyone listening right now that is going through something and, and feels like they're the they're the only person in the world that's dealing with it and it's all on their shoulders?
4: My advice would be, even if you have a single negative thought or even if you're at the lowest of the law, talk to somebody. You can always get help from somebody. Even if it's a friend, a family member, a colleague, talk and... I guarantee you, it will make you feel a million times better.
0: You are right, Aiden. They are very wise words, but they're not easy words to say, uh, or exactly. even take that first yeah. step. And you did it, and we really appreciate it.
4: I mean, don't be afraid to speak up. There is always help. There's lots and lots and lots of charities. You know, I was, as, as I've already mentioned, I was petrified to speak up, but now that I've, as you said, opened the bottle I'd I'm getting all the support that I need and I feel a million times better
0: now. Uh, time to listen at absoluteradio.co.uk. Had this message through. Uh, no name left, but that doesn't matter at all. It's a really important message to share. It says, I'm 30 and I've finally taken the steps to get help for my own mental health. It's impacted my relationships. I'm recently going through a breakup because of the stress it put on us. It's never too late to seek help and your own feelings are valid. Speak to your doctor or mental health charity to receive support, even if you don't think your issues warrant support. Everyone deserves someone to talk to. Never downplay your mental health.
1: That's it. The support coming through tonight and, and the hope is really quite overwhelming. Uh, Ed Vickers has tweeted the show at Absolute Radio to say, uh, currently listening to Bedtime with Bush and Ritchie, uh, as someone who's really struggling with their mental health at the moment. The messages on the show are very important. Please reach out and speak to someone. There's always someone who'll listen. Uh, on the phone we have Dan from a brilliant company called Challenge the Wild. They were our guides when we ascended Mount Snowden the other week which is an amazing thing. Uh, and uh, Dan's on the line right now. Are you OK, Dan?
0: Yeah, hi. No, hi, guys. Hope you're all well. We are good. Uh, we are uh, recovered from Snowden. Um, just about. Which was brilliant. And uh, one of the things I think that uh, both of us took away from our, our ascent and uh, descent was uh, just how much... Um, Activities like what we did, walking up Snowdon, can really help for your mental well-being. Having a good chat with uh, with our guides on the day, um, this 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 is a real thing that uh, can can really help people, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it certainly is. And and we we look at outdoor activity in in quite a unique way. Um, and we call it actually our five pillars of health, uh, and particularly looking at mental health, physical health, positive relationships. Uh, purpose and actually personal and collective safety and all combined really really benefit the mental well-being of you and others around you
1: and you know when we were there with you guys a lovely bunch of chaps from challenge the wild you guys have got like ex-military people that will will, will take uh uh pedestrians like myself and richie up <laughs> places like snowden but the, just just the seeing you know on our little group the effect it had on them doing that day and then coming back down the other side a little adventure like that can mean quite a lot to people for their own kind of self-belief and self-esteem can't it
5: yeah it it certainly can and and we we take about a thousand people away a year and 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 it's really heartwarming to see how many people benefit from the outdoors with regards to their mental well-being
0: it's really interesting that you, you you say about that because Obviously, the the theme this year of, of Mental Health Awareness Week is uh, the focus. The focus very much on anxiety, um, and with with anxiety and depression, one of the things that you're going to get with the activity, like what we did going up Snowden, you're gonna you, you, you're talking about being outside. Um, generating so much natural serotonin but also as you say doing an activity like that in a group and the the good feeling that comes from a group activity and and, and bonding and friendships and the feeling of achieving something all going to generate so much natural good feelings
5: yeah definitely And, and one thing that we've always said is really really important is is that camaraderie that you get that helps with your mental well-being in itself and you know, I've got a brilliant team of people, you know, who who have lived this, who have got those life experiences and they truly understand about mental well-being and about how to overcome adversity. But they also understand that it's it's better to do it collectively and actually make contacts, make friends, support each other, um, which which improves your mental well-being, not just in the short term, but in the long run.
1: So, if someone's listening to this right now, and, and you know, it's proven that if you do get out there and get some air in your lungs, you do feel better about things, get a bit of perspective, etc., get away from you know, your day-to-day life and mobile phones, that was nice, the phones didn't work up there and everything, it was nice to be away from it. So you don't have to go on an organised walk. What would you what would you suggest to someone who wants to dip their toe in the the outdoor life and, and, and get a bit more calm in their lives?
5: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I have my top tips. Top tips for getting outdoors, and And the most important thing, you know, is to be safe. Uh, You know, there are going to be people who are really experienced and therefore can attempt something a bit tougher. But then there are going to be those that are listening to this and say, do you know what, I really want to go for a walk, but I don't really know what to do. Um, One resource which is absolutely brilliant is the Outdoor Guide. Uh, We are partnered with them, and they have lots of free online resources about local walks in different areas that you can take part in.
1: And, and get the right kit as well, because you're only one of those people lifted off Snowden in, in sliders. There,
5: in- there, there is that. And, I, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've managed to uh, see people in all sorts of outfits <laughs> in the mountains. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, you, you, you've got to have the right kit. You've got to be prepared. Um, and you've got to think, you know, bit of common sense. You know, people forget to take medication with them. They forget, you know, even, even they might you know, take some plasters in case they've got blisters. Um, And and it's just being prepared, but do your homework, do your research. There are so many really good, available online tools that will guide you on how to be safe, how to be prepared. And if in doubt, and you're not confident, and you want to do something a little bigger, then contact someone like us or the equivalent who can actually guide you through the right process.
0: Um, We live so much of our lives online these days. Uh, People listening to this thinking, yeah, this is a great this is a great idea. This this could be something for me. Where would be the, the just the first place that you would suggest someone should should go and have a look up?
5: Well, I'm very biased because uh, you can probably tell by the accent. Hmm. I'm a real northern boy. So, uh, so I would always say the Lake District because uh, to me it is it is incredibly beautiful and uh, somewhere that I spend a lot of time with. But, you know, across the country Start with, you know, there's lots of local parks, lots of local areas of natural beauty. Yep. You don't need to travel up to the national parks at first. Go out, see what it's all about, taking that fresh air, taking nature, and watch the difference to your mental well-being.
1: That's it. I think the theme with it, the theme tonight as well, is is taking a bit of time out, uh, an effort to work on yourself. You can you can improve yourself with just a tiny little change. So, uh, Dan, great to have you on the show. Dan, Dan thank you so much. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. You take care. Rachel says listening to music and spending time in my garden really helps too, as does doing my hobbies, and it's great that I'm able to run a small business from home, which gives me purpose. I'm very close to my family who are a great support to me. There is help out there. We've got Stephanie on the line who's been through a tough time recently, but she's brave enough to speak about it. You been okay, Stephanie? How you doing? This
6: week in particular has been very bad um, with things going on at work, and it's almost like fate listening to... All of you, every evening, has been pretty amazing, actually.
1: <laughs> and why is the radio so, play such an important part in your life?
6: Music. It's just pulled me up every single time, listening to music. And um, I've listened to Absolute Trikey for so many years and listening to all the music and this, just it's too chat. It's amazing.
0: It's, um, it can be companionship sometimes, can't it?
6: she through lockdown, I was working from home. My brother had just died, and we literally buried him on, well, not quite, on the Friday. And everything went into lockdown about a week later. And um, so I was then working from home, um, not able to talk to anybody. And I just listened to the radio the whole time, and it kept me going.
1: And how... And how have you felt hearing other people share their, you know, how they've struggled through mental health? And, you know, we've had some really interesting stories of hope this evening where people have been working through it with, with the help of others. Has that inspired you a little bit?
6: It's been really good. Um, I've listened all week and listening to your stories as well has been pretty amazing. Um, you really feel that you're on your own with all this stuff. And then you hear about people that you think are, like, amazing and doing all these wonderful things, being normal just like you and suffering just as much as you do, and it just makes you feel like you're kind of not on your own, which is kind of nice.
0: Which you're definitely not, Stephanie, Um, as as you know already, but um, there's no harm in just reminding and reinforcing that is the case. Definitely not alone. And uh, um, it's spot on what you you say, just... um, you know, we we talk so much about like having conversations and and, uh, and and sharing experiences and and how it can open things up for people. But equally, sometimes by 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 talking and in this case through the radio shows and this kind of stuff, if it's if it's helping you and uh, or someone else listen and kind of think, yeah, okay, that strikes a chord with me. Um, it's it's a powerful thing, and it's it's great that you're able to speak to us tonight and be that echo for other people as well
6: it's been really great just listening to all your stories and everything and um, it makes you feel you're not on your own and it has actually got me through the week to be perfectly honest at one point I didn't think I would but you're here all
0: good
1: Uh, well god bless you it's an honour to be part of your life Uh, Stephanie thank you so much for listening to Absolute Radio and and, uh, thanks for getting in touch with the show
0: okay take care there's loads online uh, at absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen one of the things uh, that is there uh, is a chance for you to catch up with uh, some of the special shows that uh, we've done already this week for Mental Health Awareness Week Um, two different shows called Time to Listen uh, where members of the Absolute Radio family have uh, sat around the table and shared their experiences of their mental health Uh, joined as well with uh, Wendy from uh, the charity Calm and uh, you can you can listen back to those shows, absoluteradio.co.uk slash time to listen. Here's a little taste. Uh, Claire Sturgis here talking about her experiences.
7: I could feel something wasn't right, and I can't put a finger on what it was, but I just wasn't myself. I couldn't find any joy, anything. I was socially, and this was before lockdown, I didn't want to go out, didn't want to see people. I needed to keep very close. And it got so bad at one point, um, I ran away which sounds really <laughs> stupid. I actually ran away from home because I couldn't cope. It was early in the morning. i just come back from the gym. I felt empty, and I was outside the house. I put down my bag that had my phone and my keys and everything, my purse, and I just ran away, just ran down the road. And poor Mark, my partner, didn't know what to do, so he and my neighbours and my one of my best friends were driving around Camden looking for me. In fact, I had eventually run to my doctor's surgery and was that time on the floor... In reception, crying because I didn't know what to do. Sorry. That's all right. Um. Mm. Sorry. Just take a moment. Do you know what's like? Yeah, it, obviously, incredibly. Emotional. But I ran away, Wendy. I well, she ran away. But the thing I was going to say about that is that really, that's like how
8: brilliant our bodies and minds are in yeah. many ways. Because what you were saying, you maybe, you know, you had. A part of you had to shout really loud. And sometimes if we're not hearing it, our bodies kind of take over. You were running away, which to me was saying, I can't deal. I can't live like this. I can't deal with this. And (laughs) I need to get out of this and get somewhere else.
1: The lovely Claire Sturgis there being open and honest. And you can see more of that conversation uh, and the chats that we've had this week for mental health awareness uh, right now on our website, absolutelyradio.co.uk slash time to listen.
0: Dan's hanging on to uh, share his mental health experience. Dan, tell us what you've been uh, going through.
8: So, uh, try to sort of be brief, but for 17 years, I was gaslit by various people in both my personal life and my and in the old business that I used to run. Um, and this constant psychological abuse, basically, well, it, it ended up with me having multiple breakdowns. At one point, I was curled up in the back streets of Gillingham, 30 years old, crying down the phone to my mum because I, I just couldn't work out what was happening, what was going on. Um, I ended up, she came around and said, so I said, you're you're depressed, you need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and they, they sent me off for like a little bit of a, a psychiatric assessment mm-hmm. to determine... If you need counseling and how quickly you need it and on the on the basis of this assessment uh, I found out later that i was I was a handful of points away from being immediately sectioned because I was such a danger to myself mm. um, there was there was some like really horrible dark thoughts going on and and I just I just didn't want to be around at all. Um, so they gave me they gave me counselling very quickly, and I ended up in like anger management and stuff like that. And uh, when I said this to friends, I was like, "Why are you in anger management? You're one of the most chilled out people we know." But it was because the, the I was not I didn't have any real sort of emotional room to move, and so you just get. Frustrated, and then that turns into to anger. And I spoke to a, a friend of mine, and he was able to kind of like sit me down and go, "Dan, you're, you know, you're not okay. You need to get, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get some help." And yeah, I managed to, I got to the doctor, and I managed to get medicated, and I
1: I found a counsellor. You know, so you you have been there at kind of the lowest point there, and and you yeah, know, I 100%. imagine. Now, Are are things looking up for you more and you're in a more positive place? I imagine a a story that will uh, resonate with a lot of people listening this evening is that even though it looks like there's no way out of this situation, things do get better, right?
8: Yeah, I mean, the hardest thing I had to do was tell my dad that I'd got to that point. Um, And then when I made the decision to relocate to Scarborough, because he got to a point where I was like, I can't, this place just isn't going to work for me. And so I got up to Scarborough, and me and my dad built my studio. Now I've I've managed to get rid of all of the toxic people from my life. There's none of them left, um, and I've, I've actually managed to get a couple of
0: friends up here now as well. But everything is slowly moving forward. Dan is uh, one of the things that I'm sure has been said to you already. Is is how well you have done with dealing with the stuff that you have dealt with already. Um, you know, it, it, it's so brave of you to be able to talk to your friend, to make that step, to speak to a doctor, um, to to step back from all the challenging moments that, that you've been in. Um, you've made some incredible brave steps yourself, Dan, and it's it's really encouraging to to hear that you're you're still doing that right now no matter how challenging everything is so don't don't lose sight of what you've done for yourself dan you've done you've done fantastically
8: are you it just felt like yeah you know, i don't want this story anymore it's no good to me anymore uh, i need to get rid of it but if i just get rid of it only i benefit
1: yeah
8: although there's there's still anxiety about telling this story hopefully somebody else can can pick that story apart and find something positive in it to make a positive change in their life,
0: that's brilliant. I'm sure that's the case, Dan, and we really appreciate you talking to us uh, on Bedtime with Bush and Ritchie this evening.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Chef James Reed has just got in touch saying, uh, Class tonight on Absolute Radio. Had my own moments this year with mental health. I'm just glad I have a beautiful wife uh, to be. And two beautiful girls, Maisie 5 and Esme 3, who have given me a purpose every day in life. Uh, it's an amazing thing to hear. James, thanks so much for getting in touch.
0: Uh, Matt, thank you for your text. Says, Bush Ritchie, I joined the gym last week to shift some timber. Did my first session earlier tonight. Uh, I only did 40 minutes on a treadmill and a bike, but... The endorphins kicking in afterwards felt great. A bit of physical exercise boosts my mental health no end, and I can highly recommend it. Good for you, Matt, and a very
1: good point and a good idea. Uh, We just wanted to say we are absolutely blown away by everyone's honesty and bravery over the past few hours because uh, no matter how small it seems to you, just someone else hearing about you working your way through it on the fact that they're not alone and that other people are dealing with exactly the same issues as them will mean so much and will help people, I don't know find a bit of a brighter future and make their way to some form of recovery. So thank you so, so much to everyone who's got involved tonight.
0: As if to prove that, um, we will see you later on today at four o'clock for another Home
1: Time Show. Thanks for reminding us of that.
0: But uh, final text to Rachel, who's uh, sent this in, says, uh, that caller you had on earlier on, Stephanie, I so related to her. I want to thank her for calling in. And I'm sending her my love. She has made me feel less alone this evening. Also, massive thank you to you guys for being company every day and for everything that you guys do. Good thoughts to anyone else struggling out there tonight.